Warhammer fantasy news, hobby, lore, and more. Welcome to the War Games Orchard with Nathan and GJ. Have you seen our missing monsters? This is the War Games Orchard. Welcome to the show. My name is Nathan Stone. I'm here with GJ, and we will be your holiday hosts today. It's almost Christmas. It's not quite Christmas, but I'm excited for Christmas. We've got a Christmas special coming up next week. But today, we're going to be talking about some missing monsters in Warhammer. Warhammer's got a lot of monsters, but it doesn't have all it needs. We don't think so. We, we think we can find some room for some classic monsters. Before we do any of that, though, GJ, how is it going? Everybody needs a hobby. A hobby's supposed to pass the time, not fill it. I did absolutely nothing, and it was everything that I thought it could be. I have been very busy these past few weeks with a lot of things that are sadly not hobby-related. Uh, but fortunately, also some things that have been hobby-related. I have been mostly working on my uh, Call of the Crown Beastmen that I am going to do. I've got 10 ungors with uh, bows lined up. I have converted a Ungrol Fourhorn. He's the Ungor up upgrade special character. I've got another 20 ungors that I'm going to do next that are uh, carrying hand weapons and shields. And if I have time and if some uh, still waiting for a parcel to arrive, I am also going to paint up two Cygors slash Gorgons. And uh, the, the reason I say slash is because I have taken a long, hard look at the instructions and magnetized all the bits that I think should be magnetized so that uh, either of those can be built as a Cygor or as a Gorgon. So I can have uh, in my army uh, a single Cygor and a single Gorgon or two of each, just depending on what the list needs. I like a bit of flexibility. And uh, as I said on the last solo episode I did, I don't like GW putting in all those extra bits that should otherwise go to waste that you can't use for anything else. So that's why I uh, I also magnetize them. I don't like uh, waste. I don't like spillage. So that's, uh, that's also a reason. And I've also been thinking hard about what I want to do for the uh, paint challenge. I have, by the way, completely forgotten, I think now that I rec record this, to uh, close the voting for the paint challenge to officially do that. So um, let me just check here real quick what the miniature is that has won. Nathan, in the meantime, uh, how about your hobby progress, if any? <laughs> I'm glad you put in that caveat. There has been precious little hobbying going on. I have to be honest with you guys. There, uh, let's see, this, this isn't going to come to as a surprise to, to many of our listeners, but I, I've done the thing that I usually do when I, I really don't have time to hobby, but I still want to do something. And I don't know what that something is, is I will paint some kind of space marine <laughs> because they are just blank canvases. And sometimes it's fun to just try out paint schemes. I will say, though, uh, I, I painted him as a night lord. Uh, so this was a chaos space marine. And love that scheme. I, I'm, I'm getting better at doing like the little lightning, uh, the little freehand lightning that they have on themselves. They're so silly. I love Night Lords for that. They're just, you know, they're, they're trying so hard to be spooky. And what was kind of interesting about that was I was trying out a new paint that I got. And I actually went into a games workshop and I bought things. And that is very rare for me. I, I try to stay away from the, our local games workshop and nothing against them. Well, I mean, other than all of the things that I hold against Games Workshop, but nothing against the actual people at the local Games Workshop. It's just really not my scene at this point. But I went in there because I had a gift card from last Christmas for $50. And $50 is such a weird amount in terms of Games Workshop money because it doesn't get you very much. And especially not in Canada where $50 is like, I don't know, it's like 62 cents everywhere else. But... 
I, I really had trouble trying to figure out what exactly I was going to buy. I ended up getting uh, two paints and a uh, one of their colored sprays because I do like their colored sprays a lot. I got the McCrag blue uh, because I use blue for a lot of things and I figured, hey, this is probably a good thing to have as a spray. I, I do also have their uh, lead belcher uh, as a spray and that I get a lot of use out of. That's really, really nice. So yeah, picked up a couple of those things and uh, painted a Night Lord trying out the McCrag Blue. The McCrag Blue shades down very nice. So if you're looking for kind of like a midnight blue scheme or something just a little bit, maybe a little bit brighter than midnight blue, uh, the the GW shade, I think it's Drakenhoff, works wonders as just kind of shading that down. So I was very, very happy with that. And yeah, so those that's kind of been my my hobby, I guess, if you can count purchasing something as a hobby, which it, it really isn't, but you know, I'll take what I can get right now. <laughs> oh, I'll count so it. Now, yeah. Yeah. Now that I've killed enough time, GJ, how are we yes. doing? <laughs> how are we doing? Uh, well, we have a winner to announce and it's just been by a single point of vote. Uh, as you know, you can, send a like for one point or a uh, a love or heart symbol for two points. And it was a very close match between Harry Bandit Dwarf Slayer by Bruce Sigrist and, and I'm going to mispronounce this, Blackbird the Chaos Dwarf Sorcerer on Rudbird the Lamassu by Ted Gunnison. Uh, but the Chaos Dwarf has won. So... Ted, congratulations Ooh, okay. on uh, winning this challenge with a very beautiful model. Uh, I know you also entered it in the um, Call of the Crown challenge, and I know that you're not the only one who did that. So uh, um, very well done. Congratulations. And I will probably, if I have time and if I don't forget it uh, tomorrow, put up the official announcement on the Facebook group as well. Awesome. Oh, that's so good, man. I, I I haven't had time to to participate lately, but my God, I, it's just like the 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 level like Bruce does stuff all the time for us on the paint challenge and, and uh, his stuff is incredible. And uh, man, yeah, we have some have some real talents that have that have yeah, taken do, to doing yeah. this challenge. And it, it makes me so happy whenever I see those because I'm just like, wow, this is this is good. This is so much better than my stuff, but I I don't like, there, there's no envy there. It's just like, I'm just impressed. I'm so impressed <laughs> with how great these, uh, these guys are. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Also something else that I, uh, wanted to mention on the last episode, but I forgot due to business and illness is that there was a Warhammer event, an old hammer event in uh, Belgium. And one of the guys who was there, he asked me to shout it out, but I forgot to do it in time. He said, oh, well, don't worry. We have had plenty of people that were there. And he was nice enough to obtain the event special miniature for me. I just got it in the mail today. It is Ooh. a uh, rat catcher, Rudy the rat catcher, a very lovely miniature. Uh, he's still in blister. It's... Um, how am I going to describe it? He's got a, a stick over his shoulder with some, I think some, like a satchel of rats hanging from it. He's got a rat that he's holding up. He's even got this little Pied Piper pipe flute hanging from his belt. There is a, a lone rat with him that you can put on the base. Very lovely miniature. This was uh, from the Golden Goblins. That's the uh, the organizing committee uh, produced by the moldmaker.com, it says on the back. So, uh, Eves, if you're listening, thanks for obtaining this miniature for me. I'm really happy that uh, I was able to get it through you. Um, and sorry for not shouting it out sooner. So that's, uh, that's uh, also a little bit of hobby. And maybe if you are interested, there's also a little bit of news. And that is that the two Cursed City expansions that were sold out are going to be made to order at the end of the month. And they say, well, you can just order them and there won't be a limit on them. 
So if you want one or two of those expansions, if you missed out, then you can still get them. Uh, I did get the base game, but I sadly missed out on the expansions. So I think I will probably jump the gun on that one. Uh, pull the gun on that one. Pull the trigger. What's the expression? <laughs> There's an English Yeah, pull the trigger. You got pull it. Pull the trigger, yeah. 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 So... Uh, it was a good looking set. Like the miniatures in that looked really, really good. Both like the vampires and the um like the hunters, I guess. Yeah, they, they are just a little bit bigger than regular Warhammer skill. But if you are buying the set for the miniatures, you can probably use them for things like Mordheim, where the scale doesn't matter that much. Nice. Where you're even at a disadvantage if your model is a little bit larger because it can be seen e- easier. So uh, you, your opponent will probably allow it. Nice, nice. Yeah, that that was a weird release, that one. Like, it came and went so fast, and then everyone was really upset, and then they were like, no, it'll come back, and then it, it finally did. So hopefully everyone who wants it can get it this time. Yep. I'm not a fan of artificial scarcity, so yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right, well, let's pop in and talk about some monsters. So this was a this was a uh, suggestion that GJ came up with us for us and it is pretty fantastic to be honest. There are so many monsters in the Warhammer world, but there's a few classics, like absolute classics that for whatever reason just aren't there. So we uh, we were thinking, well, let's kind of overanalyze this and see where we can place some of these missing monsters. What are we doing out here? Bro, what are you talking about, man? What are we talking about again? This conversation can serve no purpose. The main topic. Hold on to your butts. We've got a, a few to talk about here. We've got werewolves, golems, Frankenstein's monsters, and witches. And uh, so this will be this will be kind of a neat thought experiment. Did you want to start off with the werewolves, GJ? Yeah, uh, good idea. I would. I I'm actually a little bit uh, disappointed what it goes for all of these monsters, but mostly for the werewolves that they are not in because they are one of those classic horror movie monsters right up there with. Uh, uh, vampires and uh, and mummies, uh, or one mummy in particular, uh, Mr. Imhotep. But I'm really surprised that they are not in there, especially also because Warhammer borrows a lot of things from Lord of the Rings, and werewolves are mentioned in Lord of the Rings as well. Um, the uh, brother of Galadriel that that died, uh, the uh, the one that, uh, if you watch Rings of Power um, at the very beginning, that died. Uh, he was killed by by a werewolf, uh, and I'm not quite sure in Tolkien's lore if this was a werewolf or Sauron, or if maybe it was Sauron himself in a werewolf form or something like that, but. Uh, yeah, werewolves are, are a big part of pop culture, of horror culture, also fantasy culture. You get werewolves in Dungeons and Dragons and, and other were creatures. We do have some shapeshifters, especially, uh, well, maybe we did have some shapeshifters in third edition with wood elves, but that's, I think, as far as it goes. And maybe you have the, the uh, what are they called, the, the skin wolves from Forge World? In the monsters yes. of Ghanem, but I'm not sure if they really count as werewolves. I never really. You know at them what? I don't closely. think they do. I don't think they're quite like the classic werewolves, anyway. So that's no. really interesting, GJ. I, I actually had no idea about that Lord of the Rings reference. Yeah, yeah, so that's. that's yeah. Uh, um, well, I must say, I, I haven't watched Rings of Power, but I have watched enough reviews to to know that I don't want to watch it. <laughs> uh, because of the, uh, the the very large deviation from what uh, Professor Tolkien has written, and uh, well, this, this is we we can we can do an entire show on uh, uh, Rings of Power and why uh, um, 
it's probably not a good idea to uh, financially support it. Um, but that's that's a whole different topic. Uh, yeah, werewolves, where would you put them? I think werewolves would... The most obvious place would be in uh, vampire accounts. Uh, because, well, werewolves and vampires, they, they sort of always have gone together um you get the uh, the underworld films that come to mind you get the uh what's it called the the, the twilight uh books and movies uh, classic vampires versus werewolves there's some enmity there um although i don't know if it's classic if, if vampires are sparkly and that's basically just all i know about that entire uh series but I think werewolves would be an obvious choice for a vampire counts army. But I think also that uh, you might be able to field them in a, uh, maybe in a chaos army, make werewolves creatures of chaos. And um, there is some precedent there. You have uh, Bayark Bearstruck, the bearsman, bearman of Urslo, a, a Dogs of War unit. That's basically Norse marauders uh, led by a, a, a shape changer that uh, takes a form of bear. Um, yeah, and, and, and I think you could also do some very nice mechanics there, especially if you have a werewolf that is in disguise, uh, like maybe some, some sort of dark elf or skaven assassin thing except that you Ooh. put it in the enemy unit uh, have him be have him look just like a normal human or maybe just like a normal elf and then at some point during the game you can unleash him and uh, do some damage to the units or uh, something like that uh, but that's as far as as it goes in in terms of game mechanics i don't know how to stat them or anything mm. i love that idea of having them being surprise units like the assassins that's really really neat that's really cool when when i think of werewolves i i usually think of the old universal movies right so lon cheney uh that that kind of thing and when I was thinking about this, I was like, okay, where do you put them? So chaos is a, a, an easy answer for any monster, right? Like anything can be a creature of chaos. That's that's pretty simple. Uh, I do like them as part of kind of like the Norse as well. But again, that's, you know, you're going chaos with that. I think for me, I almost want to do something a little bit weird with them. And, and what I mean by that is like, put them in put them in the empire, but have it so that they are like kind of like night goblins in that they're almost like a suicide unit. Right. So, uh, whether like the witch hunters or wherever they capture these guys, cause of course they're only werewolves, you know, on a full moon, which, you know, doesn't happen all that often or that kind of thing. Have, have them capture them, keep them in cells beneath, you know, alt door for whatever. And then they take them into battle and, I don't know, maybe they've got some kind of like elixir or something, or maybe you've got a celestial mage that's just like, hey, look at the moon. And then they they transform and then they they kind of get shoved out. I, I just think it'd be really neat to, to kind of maybe monster up the empire a little bit or do something weird with them. I, I do think you could get them into uh vampire counts very easily. The the whole vampire werewolf thing is is really funny too, because there's there's not really a good reason why they should go together. But like even in the the Universal movies, you would have you'd have like Dracula meets the Wolfman kind of thing, right? And it was always that that weird kind of uh best frenemies thing that you, you get with <laughs> vampires and werewolves. So yeah, with them, I see a lot of potential with werewolves, but I want to do something a little crazy with them if I'm gonna put them in there. So that, that was kind of my my shtick would be maybe I like the dogs of war, uh, but I, I do kind of like the idea of, of the empire being like, man, these guys are like real monsters, but like it only happens, you know, once to twice a month kind of thing. I, I wonder if we could like, you know, weaponize this in our, our desperate struggle against uh, any number of things. So that, that would be kind of where I would want to see if I could find a, a little niche in the lore for them. But 
I don't think there's a wrong way you can do it with with any of these ideas in in terms of like the stuff that we've thrown out here, because uh, I kind of like all of them. And for whatever reason, I really like them with like that Norris or Chaos Marauder look. So that that's one that I think is pretty strong. Yeah, and I also love your idea about putting them in the Empire and maybe just limit them to something like a Cult of Ulrich army. Where oh you my have, god, the Cult of Ulrich! Army. Yes! Because I oh, don't GJ, see um, things like witch hunters uh, fighting alongside <laughs> werewolves, but you might get away with it if you have uh, a warrior priests of Ulrich and... Mm. Um, yeah, so some of the more uh, Middenheim-oriented troops. Yeah, yeah. Man, I wasn't even thinking about the, the Cult of the White Wolf. That's so on the nose that it's it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, something, something in that. And maybe have them like, maybe there are like little forgotten hamlets in, in the Drakwald, right? Where where the, the curse of lycanthropy is, is you know, uh, more common. And, uh, you know, every now and then you have kind of special, uh, almost press gangs that, 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 uh, the count, um, Todd bringer will, will send in there. Right. And they'll, they'll come back. Like there'll be like three less of them and they'll, they'll be all bloody, but they'll, they'll have this guy in, in manacles. Right. And then they'll, they'll have him and, uh, throw him in a cell until some kind of battle against the beastmen or whatever. And they, they just, you know, he, he hulks out and, uh, transforms and then they they send him like a missile into the middle of these these regiments. Oh yeah, I like that so much. <laughs> I think that'd be a lot of fun. Would you then feel them as a unit or just as a single lone monster, just like the uh, the the beastman razor gorse, the the bacon missiles? Yeah, I kind of wanna I kind of wanna keep them as single models, like almost like heroes, like like if the razor gore was a dude so yeah yeah, yeah. kind of like <laughs> just a missile that goes uh i almost like the uh gets pushed out of a unit transforms and then and like runs like crazy so i almost kind of like a fanatic type of thing for empire them, right? fanatic but, yeah 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 something like that would be really neat um but yeah definitely i i'm sold on this the cult of auric though it's definitely got to be a midnight i think that's the best place for them yeah 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 that's awesome all right. Well, what do you think about golems? So we, we have two that are kind of similar. And we were talking about before the show, you know, do we put Frankenstein monster? Since he's kind of a golem, he's a bit of a flesh golem in with like kind of your traditional golems. Uh, I'd like to keep them a little bit separate here just because I love Frankenstein's monsters. So yeah, much, let's but, keep them separate. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So let's, yeah, let's, let's talk about golems. Where could we see them fitting in? Because uh, they're they're really interesting. Because they're they're I mean they're highly magical, right? So you you kind of want them to be in maybe maybe one of like the elder races, perhaps like the dwarfs or the elves. Yeah, that might be a a, a good call. I think uh, they are at least advanced enough to do that. I can also see them fit in with the Tomb Kings, which basically have golems in their undead oh, constructs. Yeah, yeah, that's a um, thought. But that might be a bit redundant because they already have the constructs. So, uh, yeah, where would they fit in? Um, in I, I don't know much about uh, golem lore, or history. I know they are a uh, they are a thing from uh, Jewish mythology, and they are made of clay and and have a a scroll in a mouth with some magic words that both allow them to be animated and uh, give them their orders. So if you change the words that are in the golem's mouth, then you change what it does or to whom it belongs. So maybe there might be a way to incorporate that into the Warhammer world as well, because they are, mm. um, they, they almost feel like just magic adjacent. If you just look at their, their lore. Yeah. This, you know what this screams to me? This screams to me dwarf, honestly. 
Like that that seems to be the kind of thing where I could see a couple of these golems. And I, I'm thinking probably like ogre-sized models accompanying maybe like a dwarf runesmith who kind of babysits them and 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 gives them like runic like runic orders through uh and, and I could see them having like dwarven runes on them probably be being made of something a little bit more durable than clay though because i don't think dwarves would be into that very much yeah pro- probably made from from uh, stone or granite or something like that yeah and yeah. and also then of course carved into the likeness of uh of dwarves maybe uh, into the likeness oh, of, course, of, of yeah. a lo- long dead dwarf king or one of the dwarf gods mm-hmm, one of the ancestors for sure i think that would be cool you know, this is actually really reminding me of a unit in Warhammer 40k, which I'm just realizing now is just these golems, uh, and that's the Castellan robots for the the uh, Admech army, and uh, they they have this kind of thing where you have a couple of them. There's a little uh, I think they call them data smiths, and they they feed in like punch cards instead of um, you know written written instructions, but it, it works on the same principle, and they only do kind of you know what you you program them to do. And I think that could really work in Warhammer fantasy though, in, in the case of it would require a little bit of, of planning, right? So you, you'd you, at the start of the turn, you would kind of decide what, what the, the rune Smith or, or maybe you'd have a certain, you know, maybe it'd be a golem Smith or something would tell these, these constructs to do. And uh, they would, you know, they would rumble off and do it. And, and maybe with him, they would form a unit, kind of like the, the Skaven Rat Ogres and the, the Packmaster right, type of thing yeah. where he kind of trails behind. And I just think that'd be a really neat look for them. I think with the dwarves too, you maybe you could, um, you could kind of have runes built it, like have it as part of the, the dwarven kind of runic mechanic where you can put runes on these golems to either up their toughness or, or, you know, like any, any of the dwarf runes, right? Yeah. Like, so, like the engineering runes, uh, but then on yeah. golems. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm so, yeah. I'm so into that. Oh my God. That sounds like so fun. And I, I can also see this working in dwarf culture, um, to have golems do the heavy lifting and stuff like that. And, uh, I think the only thing where you would, run into problems is with them fitting through dwarf-sized tunnels. But, well, dwarves usually carve big holes for themselves anyway. Um, So I think that that won't be too much of a problem. And if you only have a limited number of golems, make them like uh, one or two thousand years old, so just a newfangled dwarf technology, then... You could get away with it. Uh, there are a few golems, make them like a special or a rare choice that can be used in an army that are used by a dwarf hold. And maybe a single dwarf hold, depending on the size, only has a couple of those lumbering around. And uh, uh, yeah, that, that that could work, I think. Uh, or you could also go the steam tank route where they... Uh, are no longer able to create new ones, so they have to keep patching up the old ones. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. uh, That would be a really interesting one, too, because you could have... I I, See, dwarves dwarves are a little bit too careful, I think, to, to give them kind of like a ramshackle look about them or anything, but it would make for interesting kind of backstories for the golems where you're just like, oh, okay, like this one, you know, it's, it's legs got mangled. So they replaced it with these legs of a not like of this non-working golem that was around. So now like, it, it's kind of like an upgrade where like maybe this golem has faster movement because it has, it has different parts than some of the other ones because they have been, they've been kind of cannibalized over the centuries to, to keep them up and running. That'd be kind of neat because there's been enough like mad dwarf engineers in in the histories, right? That some, yeah, some crazy dwarf makes a bunch of these golems. They're super useful, but nobody can figure out how he did it. And he took the the secret of it to his grave because, you know, he's a dwarf and sometimes they do that. Um, yeah, I think that'd be really neat. Yeah, and then you can also have some other mad engineers just 
enhance those golems and and just have them up give, give them upgrades like the monsters have in eighth edition uh, <laughs> uh or, or the chariots if i think about the pump wagon for example it's not like pump wagon you can they yes. cost 45 points a piece but you can buy them another five, 45 points worth of upgrades so you Which can also you do something like that do. with the golems yes yeah. <laughs> I love man exploding spores. You got your your big flappers, I believe, to like have it jump over obstacles and stuff. God, I love the Stotling Pump Wagon in Eighth. It's so wild. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, but yeah, the um, the, the, that's just one example. But uh, the Doom King Sphinxes have those. The Orc Wyvern has that. Mm. Uh, well, these are just the, the, the armies I've played most. But I believe. Well, maybe not the high of dragons, but uh, I'm not sure about that one. Uh, but uh, but yeah. that's um, that's something that you can also do, like um, have a golem with a uh, uh, like a blunderbuss on his shoulder, or a, a small cannon for an arm, or something like that. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, With yeah. One shot per battle, or something. Uh, yeah, I I think that's a great setup for golems. I, I honestly I, I've been trying to think of like what other factions could use these, but nothing seems to fit as well as the dwarves for me. For for those. Uh there's obviously going to be some kind of attempt where Thanquo comes and tries to steal a dwarf golem. But other than that, I, I really just see them as like a very obviously dwarfy thing to have. Yeah, well. If you're thinking about other factions, I think golems sound just outlandish enough to find a place in uh, Tilly or Astalia. Mm. Um, maybe thinking like yeah, a Dogs well, of War. They, they would be in Dogs of War, but Dogs of War you can use as as basically a a dump for any type of unit. But mm. just if you look at the uh, real world history as well as at the um, the nature of, of this area and the Warhammer world, uh, there have historically been very large uh, Jewish enclaves in uh, Spain, for example. And then in, uh, in the, the 1490s, just as America was being discovered, they, uh, the uh, king and queen of Spain I issued a decree where the Jews had to uh, were basically evicted from the country. So uh, th there's a history there, and you could then also, law-wise, uh, have that reflected in the Warhammer world uh, by making it a Dogs of War unit. But I do think that if you are just looking at the, the fantasy aspect, not so much the real-world history, I do think they fit in best with the dwarves. I can see it being something where you could, yeah, you could pretty easily justify it using that that real world history. And God knows Warhammer pinched enough real world history <laughs> that I, I think you're uh, you're on the so right. There are there. So, some parallels, yeah, that you can discover. If you squint, maybe a bit. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you really you really dive deep into the lore, and you'll be like, hmm, this seems so familiar. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's talk about a similar a similar subject, one that's maybe a little bit closer to my heart here, but one that also fits kind of the golem mindset, and that is Frankenstein's monster. I I love those movies. By the way, if this is this is my plug for watching old uh, Universal horror movies, if you haven't watched Frankenstein and and uh, you can skip Bride of Frankenstein, but Son of Frankenstein, quite good. There's there's a bunch of them. They're all a lot of fun. House of Frankenstein. Um, wonderful character. Very, in his own way, very kind of relatable. Uh, Son of Frankenstein probably has the most relatable Frankenstein in it. But um, yeah, so this, this is one that, I mean, this is definitely like a Necrarch's vampire's pet project kind yes. of thing. I, I've been racking my mind trying to figure out where else could you put something like this. <laughs> and honestly, I, I don't I don't know if you're getting it really anywhere besides vampire counts. Cause I mean he is a dead body that has been reanimated and 
You need uh, necromancy you know, for that. Life. Yeah. 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 So it's, yeah. it's, it's a bit of a pigeonholing of, of our, our Frankie here, but uh, this is a, to me, this is the type of unit where I would love to see him as a hero character that is just unreasonably strong. So if you remember like the old, um, in, in fifth edition, like the old mummies and the old vampires and stuff that were, you know, strength five, six, seven, I, I kind of want that for him. Right. But like put him on like a 20 or a 25 millimeter base. Don't give him a lot of attacks. Don't give him a super high weapon skill, but just make him hit so hard. And I would be so happy with this. Just, just a big, just a big dummy going around the battlefield. Just, just hitting things apart. I would love that as far as, uh, uh, rules and characters go. <laughs> and he of course needs to be flammable. Oh yes. Highly flammable. <laughs> Fire bad, um, to quote. Fire, fire uh, bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, what's it? Uh, Hotel Transylvania. Yeah, yeah. Funny thing in um, fi- fire was bad, but he did like to smoke. Uh, son of Frankenstein, he uh, he he comes across uh, Frankenstein monsters. Uh, he's being hunted, of course. Comes across this hermit that is blind. Uh, doesn't realize that Frankenstein monster is this abomination so he offers like he takes him in gives him something to drink gives him you know gives him like a cigar and it's it's honestly one of the best moments in cinema to just hear frankenstein being like drink smoke yes (laughs) like he's just he's so into it (laughs) i'm just like this is easily my favorite thing um so yeah yeah. i I can take frankenstein's monster for a cigar guy yeah I think that fits. Yeah. 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 So he's got a, got a fear of fire, but doesn't, doesn't mind a good smoke. Certainly. Uh, yeah. Like this, this one is such a slam dunk for vampire counts. And I I don't really know much else to say on it other than the fact that I want it so badly. (laughs) Uh, the closest I think I'm ever going to get is the, uh, blood bowl character who I think is Frank Enstein. And, uh, he, um, yeah, he was he was a fun character. I actually had that old necromantic blood bowl team that had a werewolf on it, uh, as well as uh, a Frankenstein's monster, uh, and then it just had some ghouls and some zombies and stuff. But uh, it was a it was a really fun team because you had the you had the werewolf that was like a super fast runner. You had the the monster who just hit people really hard but couldn't do anything else, and then you had like a weird mix of like ghouls who are pretty decent and zombies who are like just absolute garbage so it was a it was a fun team to play as i think they remade it recently actually um for anyone kind of looking for a way to add a uh a frank or frankenstein's monster and a werewolf into your warhammer armies if you pick up that team because i think they did a a, like forge world re-released it for the new blood bowl yeah, by the way, if you're looking for miniatures, there's a company, they, uh, well, I'd have to look up the, I think it's Hayland Miniatures, H-A-Y Land. Uh, they, for a, a while ago, bought the Medieval Mayhem range, which is uh, basically just about everything from the Monty Python and the Holy Grail movies and then some. Uh, movie, I should say, uh, singular. But they also have a range with uh, those classic horror movie monsters, including uh, mm-hmm. Dracula, uh, the, the the female uh, vampire lady, um, the uh, the Wolfman, of course, the Mummy, uh, the Invisible Man is there, as well as some of those more recent ones uh, like. Uh, uh, what's he the, the the guy in the hockey mask? Uh, uh, Jason, oh, Jason. Uh, for yep. uh, for ease, right? Yep. Um, so yeah, the if you're looking for miniatures, uh, they are out there. There's this one company that I know of that might there are probably others that make these miniatures as well. Yeah. Now, Hayland, this was one that you showed me a while ago, and I I went absolutely uh, ape over this because it's, it is like, they have some absolutely classic miniatures. Like their horror line, I think is like pushing 40 different miniatures here, but, um, 
what is it? Dark, oh, dark. Uh, it's Reaper Miniatures. It's, I think it's their Dark Heaven line. They do a uh, a vampire that like a Dracula, a Wolfman, and that's it's very much the Wolfman from like the 1930s movie movies uh and uh frankenstein's monster as well and those those ones are are nice too they're probably about the same price it looks like as the the hayland ones the hayland ones though are very good they're very good uh i i love everything about this uh also as a quick aside as a a buff of uh old monster movies if you haven't watched the invisible man uh, absolutely watch it. it. It's my favorite of those old monster movies because the invisible man is such a good villain. Most of the villains are played kind of tragically in, in the, the early days, uh, which makes sense for a lot of them, like Frankenstein and the uh, wolf man and stuff. Uh, the invisible man is just a megalomaniac and he is so much fun. Like just the characterization. It is the most underrated monster movie. I think of all time. Um, but yeah, check out Halen Games, I guess is what we're saying. <laughs> Moral <laughs> of the story. Um, all right. So yeah, I think I think we covered Frankie pretty well here. So for our last one today, we've got witches. Or more specifically, we don't have witches and we wish we had witches. And where are we going to put these witches that we want? How about, and uh, this is going to be way out there, but... Uh, okay, I like the way not, out there one. Not something that's unprecedented on this podcast. Uh, how about we uh, forego on putting all of these monsters in different factions and see where they may or may not belong? Now, l- l- let's let's uh, keep the golems in with the dwarves. But okay. the other ones, uh, how about we make them into their own faction? Because we have Ooh. two human races and they are both on the good slash order uh, alignment of the spectrum. But we don't have a uh, evil human race, uh, not counting the Chaos Warriors, which are, well, you can't consider them human, but they are a bit like superhuman. So uh, mm. how about regular humans? A bit like the Vampire Counts uh, Sylvania army, where you have humans, uh, what was it, from Karstein list, uh, regular humans fighting alongside the armies of the undead but now make this more of a um maybe a cult within the empire or maybe a certain region in the empire one of the poorer regions that have been neglected by uh, the major cities for a little bit too long Mm. they have gone to their folksy ways they have uh actual witches that are flying around on broomsticks, doing everything witches do, uh, casting spells, cackling maniacally. And of course they have a black cat with them as well. Uh, and, <laughs> and these are, um, not feared by these rural folk, but they are, uh, respected. Everybody knows they are witches. Everybody knows they are, basically evil they themselves might be considered evil um put in werewolves with them as well uh, okay. you might even put in uh frankenstein's monster with them have a uh, have some some minor necromancers over there dabbling around add some undead add some uh basic humans with different kinds of weapons like the uh, empire militia yeah, what do you think of that? I like that a lot. So I, I'm getting some ideas here. I, so for the witches, if, if they're going to be kind of like heading up this faction, I like that, right? And so I'm, I'm just trying to think of like, how do we incorporate? Yeah, how do we incorporate everything else? The werewolves are a pretty easy one too, because again, lycanthropy can can happen at any time, you know, get screamed. Uh I, I like that a lot. I like the idea of of kind of lumping in the Frankenstein's monsters as well, because it is necromancy, but it's a very different type of necromancy than what is normally kind of practiced. And I could see it falling under almost like a different type of uh, philosophy, right? So your average necromancer is all about quantity over quality. 
Uh, you raise zombies, you raise skeletons. But you could have like, you could have these witches or you could have like these almost like hedge necromancers that are trying to pour all of their power into one servant, right? And maybe these servants, maybe you have it so that you bring in a little bit of the the, the golem side of things. And you have like these, these Frankenstein monsters-esque flesh golems that are guarding some of these these little towns, right? And and they're 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 big and beefy because all of this this dark magic that they can channel is going into making this thing big and strong as opposed to, you know, raising 20 zombies or raising, you know, a bunch of skeletons. So that's that's really cool. I I'm definitely thinking of like the backwards places like out in, in the woods kind of, you know, those yeah. those very rural areas, maybe um bordering the mountains or in the Drakwald or even in those places that were historically devastated by war and never really recovered. So like uh wh- what used to be Solent, right? Who knows what's happening there? The Empire probably doesn't. Um and of course you'd have like little places in Sylvania too, where, where maybe the, the, the witches reign supreme instead of uh, the vampire counts. I like, I like that a lot. What kind of magic would you want the witches casting? Because I'm, I'm of two minds about it. Part of me wants to go lore of the beasts for like kind of summoning and augmenting and stuff. And you could, I, I could see that being a really neat mechanic or you could have something that was a little bit more traditionally like like dark magic or something like that, right? I think I might even give them their own lore or maybe even their mm. own magic system. Well, well, what you have in 8th edition is, uh, also in other editions, but especially in 8th edition, that um, you have a spe- faction-specific lore, but you can also use some of the uh, Winds of Magic lore, so some of the college magic lores. So maybe for witches, you can do something like um, lore of beasts, um, maybe even lore of death, but also give them their own lore or maybe even their own magic system where they are focusing mostly on uh, brewing different kinds of potions. Or that might be some some magic items Ooh, where they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. have potions. And, and since these are frail little old ladies they of course won't be leading the army front and center they'd be in the back um among the units maybe they'd be uh you need uh fighter lords and fighter heroes for this army as well those are your those are your flesh golems those are your frankenstein monsters yeah of course that's that's what they're for yeah absolutely big dummy thick guys just they don't even have weapons. They're just hitting people with their big meaty fists. I love it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so stuck on that and I don't know why, but I just love it. I just love how strong Frankenstein's monster is. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't think this will work in an in 8th edition set, setting or a 5th edition setting where you have all the items in the main rule book. But this would work in a 6th edition setting where you can make a specific list of magic items or, or, or magic upgrades for your uh, fighter golems and another specific mm. list with witches-only items. And then um, on those, you can have potions in the same way that you can buy Doom King's scrolls, uh, where you have kind of multiples of each, and they all cost like uh, 10, 15, 20 points. And uh, each potion does different things, like restore wounds, or maybe uh, a potion for for hurting, like a poison, a uh, quick working poison, or a potion that makes the unit or the, the the one who drinks it immune to pain. So that would be something with the items, but you can also do something with magic spells as well. And then I think of witches as more like. Um, almost like illusionary magic, like uh, evading, uh, beguiling, mm-hmm. even the like uh, um, f- conjuring up uh, phantoms, or or um, almost a bit like the lore of Slanesh, where you can have those spells that uh, y- you have this uh, th- these rapturous images that. 
distract a unit, um, maybe without causing damage, but with making them walk in the wrong direction, stuff like that. Uh, so it would be a little bit more subtle than just uh, fireball to the face. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's... Uh, and, and then you can have your uh, witches as, as lord-level wizards and your hedge necromancers as hero-level wizards. Um, maybe also have hero-level witches. Uh, probably need at least one witch as a general or something like that. And and that you can use her leadership even though she is uh, uh, fighting from the back ranks or something like that. Flying around on a broomstick. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. See, this this would be really interesting because she she would be quite fragile. But if you give her like a cheap way to fly around like a like a broomstick, that's it's not really like a, a mount in the way that it's more of like a the cloak of feathers that this yeah. priest can take, right? Where you're just like, no, 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 I'm not like, I'm not riding anything that's going to fight like a dragon or anything. This is just giving me fly. I think that'd be really neat. And then, yeah, your, your opponent is going to have a time tracking her down. Um, and meanwhile, yeah, she's got all sorts of like kind of tricksy magic that, that is either like lore of the shadows like where it's yeah it's, it's that very illusory Ooh, that's a good one yeah uh or or yeah I, I even like the idea of like taking the lore of slanesh and and using that as inspiration to have yeah the enemy models move out of position because they saw like little like will-o'-wisp lights or something that she summoned and and so now they're out of position and and have that kind of tech thing going on there yeah i think that'd be really cool I think there's got to be, you, you've got to have, let's see, you're, you're going to have your basic kind of human infantry to support. Probably, uh, I'm, I'm just trying to think of like, what what would be appropriate for for that? I mean, you're, you're going to have your, your kind of cool supernatural like heroes and, and uh, werewolves and things. So I, I guess you, you'd almost want fairly basic like, human int- infantry human archers that kind of thing you're not gonna have any any crazy tech or anything going on no i i, I think like the uh huntsmen skirmishers uh the ones going out in the woods maybe for the bigger towns something like a a town guard with halberds and and mm. at least light armor and uh for the rest just like peasant troops where you have um lightly or unarmored troops that are uh, just there in numbers, uh, just the villagers with with pitchforks or with improvised weapons. Um, yeah, the... Uh, well, they can have light armor. They can, they can have some, some sort of protection. Yeah. Maybe some shields. Uh, but the... I, I wouldn't go as far as to give them the weapons options that you have in the empire like uh, swordsmen crossbowmen um halberdiers well, well halberdiers may be a city guard but th- those will then be the elite units those will be the uh, mm. the equivalent of sword masters except a little bit weaker and then have your uh, supernatural units as the really hard-hitting things i like that I can see uh, having swarms of of crows. I think that would be a neat one because that's no one Ooh, else yeah, has that. Beasts. We can. We can yeah, do that. yeah. Have some. Have some like beasts from the forest, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I like. Yeah, I like the idea of having like like hordes of crows. Uh, and I mean the. I almost man. I almost want to put in some of the mechanics from. Whoa, what was the magic supplement in 8th edition? The Storm, storm, storm of storm magic? magic? Yeah. Storm of Magic. Just just in the idea of like her being able to call beasts from the forest, right? With with her, her witch powers. Um, I, I don't know how you balance that in terms of like, do you pay points for, for summoning or what? But I just think something like that would be kind of cool if she could call, you know, she calls some wild creatures out of the forest that, that come in, you know, on a flank or something and, and uh, cause some mischief. Yeah, you, you could have something like the the Beastman ambushes rule or the mm. 
and Tomb Beneath the Sands from the Tomb Kings. Dwarf Miners. Uh, one of those mechanics. Yeah, I guess there's enough units in the game that have those kind of mechanics that it's not um, wouldn't be super hard to to port something over like that. Yeah. Oh, I like this. I like this army. Yeah. yeah. Now we have to model it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Did we sign up for that? <laughs> <laughs> I was just doing a thought exercise. It would be actually be really, really cool. I wonder if there's uh, if there's good like witch models out there somewhere. Someone's got to have. Cool that should witch be models. that should be witch yeah. models yeah yeah because uh, like and, and we want we want then the old crones uh yes yeah I, I want yeah. specifically like i and i i will be disappointed if there's not like a, a pointy hat uh oh they like need my, pointy hats, my hats yeah. to be pointy yeah 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 it's really interesting because you you raised this before we started today that there's a whole faction of the empire or I shouldn't say faction, but there's a there's an organization called the Witch Hunters, and yet we never we never got witches really. No, not not really not, in the uh, in the Warhammer fantasy uh, setting, fantasy battle setting. Uh, but there are, I believe, rules for witches in uh, Warhammer fantasy roleplay. That makes perfect sense. D- don't yeah. don't quote me on that because I'm only uh, casually familiar with this game and setting and the different editions i think in second edition at the very least one of the player character options was the hedge wizard and i feel like if you played like a female hedge wizard people would be like oh she's very clearly a witch and you would be like well i am kind of yes um but i i yeah that that, that's an interesting one i i feel like you're right though i think i've seen witches in warhammer fantasy roleplay and like but, as either actual player character classes or as like antagonists. Yeah, well, I think at least as antagonists. Um, but but you also have to keep in mind that the Witch Hunter was not a playable unit in Warhammer Fantasy until I believe 8th edition. They were only introduced in 8th oh edition. God, is Maybe that true? 7th, but uh, yeah, in, in, in the Empire oh, wow. Army, you don't get... Yeah, Witch hunters, despite how um, how prolific they are in in the lore, you don't get <laughs> any models or rules for them until very late. You have you, have you have you have the the Mortime Witch Hunters Warband, of course, which is that's um, adjacent, but that doesn't. It's really definitely count. adjacent, yeah. yeah. But so, so you have the models. You have the, that Warhammer Quest Witch Hunter. You have uh, Johan and Wilhelm, the the Witch Hunters, the um, uh, regiment of renown uh, special characters so there, there are some witch hunters and there are some rules but as a general non-opponent's permission you only get witch hunters in eighth edition so uh, maybe it's it's uh, if we had gotten to ninth we might have also seen witches uh and, and then i'm mm. talking about the non-elf witches <laughs> yes yeah we we should be more specific because there's there's a lot of witches once you get to Nagaroth, but they're not exactly the ones we're going for here. Although that would have made the Wizard of Oz a lot different. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you find many good witches, but um, yeah, a very different movie if if they're witch elves. Uh, all right, GJ, this has been stupid fun. Really, really good. Um, we're a, a little a bit up against a time limit tonight, so we, we might leave it there unless you've got some uh, parting thoughts on our, our witchy ways here. Well, no, just maybe that, well, we discussed now these four different options, these four different monsters, but there are, of course, many more out there from um, some even from classical mythology, like the 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 mermaids and naiads uh, that are not mm-hmm. in Warhammer fantasy, and especially when you get to non-Western mythology, like the kind of monsters you see in uh, The Witcher, or if you get to the Far East, uh, I mean uh, Japan, China, they have a whole host of. Uh, spirits and demons. You have the the Arabian jinn and Afriti. Uh, there are a lot of things you can do with that, and 
I think uh, th th there might be some of these units that have been incorporated in the Warhammer Armies project. Uh, I I'm pretty sure there are. I, I don't know all of those uh, books, but uh, I think this is just the tip of the iceberg if you want to go monster hunting in the in the Warhammer world. So uh, yeah, I'm really happy you like this uh, silly little mm -hmm. idea I had a while back and uh, that we got to discuss it now. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I always <laughs> like discussing these topics because that that gives me new ideas as well, and uh, just just bouncing off these thoughts off each other. That's mm -hmm. um, yeah, that, that might lead to uh, to new armies, and we know of course that Games Workshop is listening, so we will probably yes. get our Evil Empire army uh, when Ooh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. drops. Put put werewolves in there. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> or just give me that witch army we were talking about that sounds super fun too one of those two things yeah. to games workshop you have to do uh yeah someday i want to go over all of the different types of vampires that aren't kind of represented by the games workshop ones so like like the men and angle from uh uh from thailand and stuff like there's there's a bunch of different vampires from all over the world or vampire like creatures that i think would be incredible to put into warhammer fantasy so we'll have to do something like similar to this again in the future oh yeah yeah let's do it yeah. as, as long as we're not talking sparkly vampires oh i mean maybe maybe we'll, we'll find a <laughs> we'll find a place for definitely definitely i'm thinking lizard men uh it makes perfect sense uh and no i will not explain that <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Uh, tune in next week. We got a, a Christmas special. Well, it's stories. They're, they're not really Christmas themed, but uh, some stories from the Siege of Prague. So make sure you don't miss that. And uh, until next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening. You can connect with us on Instagram or email us at wargamesorchard at gmail.com. And don't forget to join us on Facebook at The Warhammer Orchard. Know ye now, the time of mortals has come to an end.